the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Hump Day. Oh, yes, indeedy it is. Doesn't it feel like it's already Friday, though? Doesn't it feel like we've already had like two weeks worth of life and world affairs hit us already by Wednesday? It's been a rough week, to say the least. But it's still always a joy to get to come and share with you guys, because what a better thing to do if we're dealing with really tough stories and things happening around the world and here at home than to deal with it together, right? And you guys are my friends and family. And so I just appreciate so much spending this time with you guys. Don't forget that there's lots of different ways that we can join together. One is on social media. Email me at andreakshow.com. I'm on social media, obviously, at Andrea K. Don't forget also that our, our podcast, you can download it wherever you get your podcast. And our 24-hour hotline is 844-814-5227. I'm also glad to have this dude with me to discuss with and share with and uh, figure out how we're going to solve all the world events as well as the issues happening here at home. It's my newest veggie along for the tail, the veggie tails. It is the spicy, always necessary, always good for your soul, DJ Sesame Broccolini. I'm just saying the case for impeaching Joe Biden gets stronger every single day, (laughs) minute by minute, hour by hour. Look at what's going on, people. Seriously, Uh, wake up. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one reason why I'm actually going to start tonight's show with bringing the issues back here to the United States of America. Because when we are looking at, and Israel is our greatest ally, obviously our interest as a nation and as a people are directly tied to Israel. What's going on, if you weren't woken up to the issues here at home in the United States, then maybe... The terror attack in Israel might reawaken you to the issues we have here at home. Case in point, our open border. There's a couple of really key issues involved in this terrorist attack that don't have anything to do with Israel. In a way, they do, but indirectly. Case in point, there's a lot of unanswered questions as to how Hamas was able to catch Israel off guard. How were they able to pull it off? Massive intelligence failures. Was there something going on within the government? tied to these intelligence failures did they have forces anti-israel forces within the anti within the israeli government that contributed to those intelligence failures and then why were the jewish people a people that have finally settled that in the in the state of israel they settled in the state of israel because of what happened to them in eastern europe right uh, and, and which resulted in six million Jews being slaughtered and being gassed. So they settled in an area in which they have been surrounded 
by enemies who hate them and, 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 and don't recognize the right to exist anymore than Adolf Hitler did. So we've got a massive intelligence failure there with questions left to be answered as to whether or not that involved anti-Israel forces within their own government, as well as the fact that even though they're surrounded by enemies over there, they've been under attack for decades. Why were the civilians left so defenseless as the terrorists went door to door, dragging, burning them alive, cutting off the heads of children, slaughtering people, dragging them out of their homes, raping women and on and on and on. Why were these Israeli citizens left so defenseless? We have to, amid all the horrors, we need to be looking here at what's going on in the United States of America that emulates what went on over there in Israel. Well, first of all, we know that we have anti-American forces and actual terror sympathizers within our own U.S. government, within the Biden administration. We also know, because and, and part of the issue here is not just an intelligence failures, but the breaching of, of the border. The most secure border in the world over there in Israel, and it was breached. And our border, wide open. It's not just been a bunch of Hispanic people coming up from Guatemala and Honduras and Mexico, coming here to pick strawberries and wash dishes and do the jobs that supposedly Americans don't want to do. We know, according to CBP reports, that over 60,000, 60,000 so-called special interest aliens have been pouring over our borders since 2021. And that doesn't even include the numbers in the gotaways. What are these special interest aliens? They're, they're, uh, it, well, it makes sense if you think about terrorism because these are, are special interest aliens are coming here from terrorist hotbed countries like Iran, Syria, Uzbekistan, Yemen. Yeah, first country I mentioned, Iran, the number one state sponsor of terror. They're special interest, all right, because they got a special interest of killing off Americans and replacing the Constitution with the Quran one dead American at a time, and to use our own government's freedoms, to use our own nation's freedoms, to use our own religious protections, to use the insanity of a United States government that doesn't allow you to go into a mosque. No, they've got the FBI and Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Justice and counterterrorism measures wanting to go into Catholic churches, but don't you dare go into a mosque and start checking out what's going on. It only took 19, 19 hijackers with box cutters to pull off 9-11. And we've got over 60,000 special interest aliens in our country right now. 60,000. You think they're here to pick strawberries up in Carlsbad, wash dishes? No. Suddenly, people are interested and Americans are crying to secure the border. You think it's going to happen? If, they, if, if the Biden administration was going to protect you from terrorists coming into this country to kill you, they wouldn't be inviting them here. Donald Trump says, and, and Andy Biggs said, how many Hamas sleeper cells are here in this country? I don't care whether they, they're here under the name of Hamas or Hezbollah or Al-Qaeda. 
they're all they're all brothers in the same fraternity, which is radical Islamists here around the world on jihad. The terrorists have been and this has not been people today. What happened in Israel could happen here. You mean it happened again. They've never gone door to door in the United States of America like they did. But they had never done that in Israel either. Does that mean that Israel hasn't been under attack with Islamic Jihad because they've never gone door to door before? Same thing here. 9-11. Fort Hood. Pulse Nightclub. San Bernardino. Those are just a few of the highlights. How about the African embassies? The barracks in in Beirut? These terrorists and this Jihad has been waged not just decades but centuries. And one of the things that we have to, we have to not only secure our border, we got to be working on, on a few, and that's just step one, because then we got to be working on some deportation efforts and we've got to restore our true counterterrorism measures away from moms who speak up at school board meetings, away from pro-lifers and, 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 and stop considering MAGA the terrorist in this country and go after the real ones that are now all over, whether it's Hamas it's Islamic Jihad because one of the things that I don't want to do is continue to make the same mistake by trying to act like it's not an ideology that it's this one particular group that's coming after us and then every American citizen needs to get armed we've got coming up some shocking information about what contributed to these Jewish people surrounded by nation states that hate them have been been attacking them for decades, and yet only 3% of Israelis are armed because of gun control? Shocking, isn't it? Stay tuned. We're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. As I was saying at the top of the show, as hard as it is, we need to be looking at what's going on and what has gone on over in Israel and see what we can learn from it and what we can do to prevent the same thing from happening here in the United States of America. We've I've, I've mentioned anti-government forces within our own government here. We, clearly, we know we've got anti-American forces and terrorist sympathizing forces going on in our government. There, how else can you explain the fact that our government has allowed to come in more than 60,000 terrorists that they call special interest aliens? So we are incredibly vulnerable here with our border. One of the things that we also have to look at and what's going on in Israel is the fact that how did so many people are wondering today, how did Hamas pull this off? This is a country over there with this most secure border in the world. They've got the Iron Dome over there that fends off and intercepts missiles and bombs coming their way. They've got what is supposed to be the greatest intelligence operation in the world. How did they pull that off? But then you also people are starting to scratch their heads and go, well, wait a second. Also, how is it that so many Israeli citizens, Jewish people who know what it's like, they know the countries that surround them, who hate them, who've been attacking them for decades, refuse their right to exist, that hate them with the same burning hatred for the same reasons that Adolf Hitler hated them. So how did we have so many civilian Israelis left completely defenseless in their own homes for the same reasons why we have so many American citizens that are defenseless and not armed to protect themselves? Gun control. There's only about 2 or 3% of Israelis right now that are armed. 
And it goes back decades to where, because a lot of people also don't understand how very liberal the mindset is of the Israeli government and how it's all about expecting the state to protect you. Sound familiar? Only two to three percent of Israelis are armed. Yeah. And even as as in um, March of 2022 and even in recent times, there's been a call for more Israelis to be armed to defend themselves. And that's been met with the same backlash that we hear from leftists here in this country of, oh, that's insane. You can't arm more people. More people are going to die. Well, how many people would have been saved had these people in their homes been able to defend themselves? I was thinking about this couple who hid their 10-month-old babies as they, uh, uh, as they knew and heard reports of the door-to-door terrorist attacks. They hid their babies, and these babies' parents were killed by the terrorist. Entire families killed. Would everybody have been able to fend off the terrorist if they had been armed? Absolutely not. But I don't think we would be looking at 1,200 dead Israelis right now. And what, 4,000 more injured? In fact, it's so hard to get, a, to get a gun over there. Nobody's allowed to own a rifle. And even ex-military people in, in Israel are only allowed to, to own one, I believe it is, and that has to be stored separately. I doubt many of these people would have had, it, it, even they would have had an opportunity to defend themselves given those conditions. And this is something we got to be looking at because we've got to hear, y'all know the gun grabbers want your gun. So much so to where New Mexico Governor Grisham recently exploited the death of a 10-year-old girl who was killed in a drive-by shooting and said, oh, we've got an emergency of children being killed to gun violence. So she suspended the concealed carry rights of citizens in New Mexico. Fortunately for us, we still have even gun control crazy people like David Hogg came out and said, no. That ain't going to fly. Well, let me tell you, we have too many unarmed Americans. We have too many Americans in this country defenseless who don't own weapons and are not trained on how to use them. And let me tell you, if they could pull that off over in Israel, they could pull it off here. It only took 19 hijackers to pull off 9-11 and over 60,000 that they know of terrorists are in this country. Washington Examiner is reporting on three blue states that are going to put some a slew of new gun reform legislation in place from Colorado, Maryland to Connecticut. In Colorado, two laws passed by the legislature in April will ins- uh, instill a three-day waiting period for firearm purchases and make the path easier for gun violence survivors and victims to sue manufacturers and dealers. Oh, great. Now we got a longer waiting period. So let me tell you, you got to go and get your guns now while they're still available, and before they put the gun manufacturers out of business. In Maryland, Maryland lawmakers passed a new concealed carry gun law in April, placing limitations on where people could legally carry concealed firearms. Senate Bill 1, titled the Maryland Gun Safety Act, (laughs) of course, you know this, the opposite is true. It leaves people unarmed and defenseless against savages. But Senate Bill 1, titled the Maryland Gun Safety Act of 2023, went into effect at the start of October, and it prevents gun owners from carrying firearms in hospitals, stadiums, schools, government buildings, businesses that have a license to sell alcohol or cannabis, museums, racetracks, and video lottery facilities. The most important place, if they actually cared about, oh, if we could just save one life of a child, in schools, is in particular where we need law-abiding citizens to be armed. 
Connecticut passed numerous gun safety laws. I, I hate that Washington, it, these are not gun safety laws. These are gun control laws. And gun control is about people control. Connecticut passed numerous gun safety laws in June, according to Washington Examiner, marketing, marking the most wide-ranging package of legislation since 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. House Bill 6667, interesting, 666, uh, bars open carry of firearms and creates stricter rules for gun storage. Yeah. So at a time where we have a gun, we have a... A crime wave happening across the country. I mean, every day it's just more viral videos of people being attacked on the streets in the United States. We've got MS-13 gang members and terrorists flooding across our border. The Democrats in this country are making it harder for you, law-abiding citizens in this country, to protect yourself. DJ Sesame Broccolini, why don't they, uh, uh, what part of shall not be infringed do they not understand in regards to our Second Amendment? They understand it. They understand all of it. They just don't care. Um, the Founding Fathers knew this day would come. They sacrificed everything and, and made it clear. We have a First Amendment. We have the Second Amendment in case the first one doesn't work out. And really, without the Second Amendment, nothing else is really relevant because it comes down to power. Like you're saying, it comes down to control. We all know, based on statistics, based on evidence, that gun control laws are getting people killed. It's destabilizing society. Doesn't matter. You look at places like Chicago, San Francisco, New York City, where they have incredible amounts of gun control. Gun control up the wazoo, but the homicide rate is still up the wazoo. So is the gun violence rate. So is the rate of carjackings and suicides and all these other horrible things that that can happen. And, And that's the that's the thing that this government understands is that look they have a basic responsibility to protect they it's not about the understanding they understand the second amendment they understand where the boundary was drawn they just are Mm -hmm. happy to violate it they don't care it's not about incompetence it's about malice they want a group of people who are malleable who are controllable who are easy to deceive who are easy to manipulate who are easy to herd into cages whenever there's a public health emergency or a pandemic they don't want a strong group of capable people that don't need government because that's the thing if if we're strong and we can protect ourselves and grow our own food and defend our own borders that's what true self-governance looks like and in that world there's a very small need for some central agency some sort of central overarching government so that is the second Mm -hmm. amendment is antithetical to everything that big government wants and the same thing with big business and big tech they don't want the people to be empowered they need to marginalize us so they can control us and one way to marginalize the people is to take away their ability to fight back to protect themselves and their property and their family yeah absolutely the democrats have been partnering with the islamist because their goal is the same, and that is to uh, to instill a central where we have no power and control over our lives, and to think right now that this should have been that it, what's happened in Israel should be a wake up call to all Americans, to the threats that we face, to this government's not just failures to protect us, but how they're bringing in people that want to destroy our lives, and that they don't want self governance, and it's really frightening times. And so um, everybody, I urge everybody to go uh, get armed, buy weapons, learn how to use them, absolutely practice good gun safety, and buy up ammunition. 
We also need to be uh, we also need to be right now as we've got this new speaker coming aboard. We also need to be putting pressure on the Republican Party to be dealing with this threat. I want to play this little clip. Do we have time to play this clip from DeSantis? Oh, yeah. 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 We got time. Yeah. I want to play this clip from DeSantis uh, uh, with a message to Joe Biden about the border. If we could play that sesame. I would also ask the president to consider reversing his policies on the southern border. We are vulnerable when you have all these military age men coming in. Do you think that our enemies have not been looking at that weakness? We know people from Iran have come. We know people from Russia have come. Uh, we know China and other parts of the Middle East. That is not good for the security of this yeah. country. Israel probably has the strongest border security in the world. And yet this happened to them. Um. He's making some good points there, but he, I'd like to ask Joe Biden to reconsider that. That language isn't strong enough for me. This is one reason why, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I support Trump, although, um, you know, I, I haven't heard Trump give any speeches about this in the past couple of days and calling out Biden on the border. But that kind of what that to me, I, I don't I don't feel like that's when it comes to 2024. If we have an opportunity to get a president, a, a Republican president back in, that guy doesn't sound strong enough to me to, to want to take on the issues that we face. What about you, Sesame Broccolini? I need a little more strength. I think he's got a decent foundation here. I appreciate he's trying to be diplomatic, but the time for diplomacy is past now is the time for action, urgency, no more talk. That's my thing with any candidate. Yeah. That's what I like about Trump. It's little talk, a lot of action. He's busy working behind the scenes trying to make things happen. That's what I want to see. So how about focus on shoring up your border, do everything you can, sure, to call out the crisis, but most importantly, pr- propose a real plan. Start putting up buoys like Greg Abbott did in Texas or containers like we saw in Arizona. Start actually doing things. I, actions speak louder than words to me. And this is, again, it's very polite. It's very sweet. I get it. It's rehearsed politician, but I don't want a rehearsed politician. I want someone who's just as fed up as I am. Well, yeah, and I don't like this. I'd like to ask Biden. I, we don't, I'm past the point of wanting anybody genteel. Donald Trump was elected in 2016, not despite his rough tweets and his language, but because of it. Because we're so tick, sick and tired of these, this old boy network, you know, D.C. crap of, they go back to D.C. and they're nice to each other and it's, oh, gentlemen, this. And, no. Our, we're, our country is on the brink, and we need strong people willing to stand up and defend it. Stay tuned. Another segment of the Andrea K. Show coming up. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Kind of some big news coming out of D.C. today, believe it or not. I know all eyes have been on Israel, rightfully so. And we've got more things that we can talk about that coming up. But I I did want to mention fellow LSU grad Steve Scalise out of Louisiana was nominated today by the Republican Party to be Speaker of the House. He narrowly beat out Jim Jordan uh, for the role. Uh, One of the things that I found interesting was that they were having meetings. The Republican Party was having meetings uh, behind the scenes with no staffers and no cell phones. And that I, that I, I was pleased to hear about Steve Scalise winning the nomination because I was really concerned, given the fact that I'd heard reports that they were in meetings with no cell phones and no staffers. 
that they were trying to pull some wool over our eyes with some shenanigans, like were they somehow going to try to, you know, stuff a sock down the mouths of the, you know, eight that voted to remove him and put McCarthy back in. So um, I want to bring in my partner in crime. I want to bring in DJ Sesame Broccolini for his take here. Um, what did you hear in terms of did you hear anything about these behind the close behind closed doors and what was going on in these meetings with no staffers and no cell phones related to these uh, speaker uh, meetings? I haven't heard anything specifically about what goes on behind closed doors. I've had friends that have been in similar situations working in Congress for sitting members of the House, whether it's the Oversight Committee, the Judiciary Committee. Something interesting is going on, I don't know, and especially based on the votes. I'm guessing they're probably negotiating over very specific things that they have in mind that they want to see the Speaker do regardless of who it is. So I'm not sure if they're trying to negotiate some concessions or create some sort of priority, but allegedly there's going to be a vote on the House floor tomorrow. That's what the uh, Speaker Pro Tempore wants, Patrick McHenry. So we'll see, but I I would guess they're probably going to be talking about spending. They're probably going to be talking about Israel, probably going to be talking about the border and trying to find out exactly what they're looking for in terms of this next speaker. And obviously, you know, um, we don't want this happening again, but I do think ousting McCarthy was a very, very good thing, a wise decision. And I don't think it'll be necessary again, because I think they're going to find the right person for the job, someone who should have had it from day one um, and somebody who will do the right thing. Yeah. Well, I I think you're right. I think that one of the reasons why they were doing this behind closed doors and in secret, which I don't like, is because I do think that the Republicans, the establishment really wanted to do away with any motion to vacate. And I would be okay with raising the number from one. um, But I I don't think I'm not going to be happy if the Freedom Caucus or people like my dude, Andy Biggs, decided to give up. The ability to do a motion to vacate. This was incredibly important for us. You look at everything going on in the world right now. You look at the fact we're $33 trillion in debt. You look at right now, Zelensky's going to is trotting over to Israel because he's got to somehow get the focus back on him because he doesn't want the well to run dry on the funds, right? We've got to get some sanity back going on and we're not going to be able to have it if there's not any accountability because as much as I love my Cajun brother, fellow LSU grad Scalise, um, you know, I don't really put 100% trust into any of them, right? Um, I I like Scalise more than McCarthy, um, but, uh, you know, um, Scalise didn't vote to remove McCarthy. Scalise has been a majority whip. Uh, Scalise um, is not, I I mean, he's, he's far more conservative than McCarthy, but there's been a couple things I've disagreed on. So um, I'm pleased with him. I think that he was in some ways a better choice than Jim Jordan, because while Jim Jordan is more of a a sharp elbows fighter, I don't think this was the best role for him. I wanted him um, as opposed to McCarthy, but I actually think Jim Jordan is better at head of judiciary. I think McCarthy is about McCarthy. I think Steve Scalise is a better fundraiser. I think he's got the negotiating skills in terms of being majority whip. So I think he's, I think he's got the, I think he's got all the elements for the recipe. I think he's got all the ingredients for a good recipe to come up with a really good gumbo, a really good gumbo. Um, here's what he said today. He was asked what his first act as speaker would be. Um, Sesame Broccolini, if you can play that clip. We have a lot of work to do, Uh, not just in the House for the people of this country, 
But we see how dangerous of a world it is and how things can change so quickly. Uh, we need to make sure we're sending a message to people all throughout the world that the House is open and doing the people's business, uh, making sure that we're unequivocally standing uh, in our first resolution uh, that uh, we pass under Speaker Steve Scalise will be to make it clear that we stand with Israel. The McCall-Meeks resolution will be our first order of business. Do you agree with that as first order of business? Uh, so, well, I'm, look, I, honestly, and I think standing by Israel is important. It's important to make sure that we're, we're you know, unequivocal in our support. And I'm glad that we have people on the ground in Israel right now. At least that's what the Pentagon is saying. But I think, number one, above all else, we need to talk about the next budget. We need to talk about yes. the fact that we have less than 30 days until we're going to have to pass some resolution again for the next fiscal year. And we are, at this point, $33.6 trillion in yeah. debt. So it's been less than a month since the last one we passed, yeah. and we've already burned through $500 billion. So the burn rate is too yeah. high. We are hemorrhaging taxpayer dollars, and yes. something needs to be... We need to stop the bleeding instantly. So I, I want to see yeah. that first and foremost. Get the budget under control. Get back to the basics. Balance the budget. Yeah, I want I want the, the uh, I want a return of America first. This is why McCarthy had to go because McCarthy was funding everything for the left. He was failing to do proper oversight, nobody being held accountable. There was no reining in, no fiscal spending, and there was nothing done to protect American citizens either um, from bad guys coming in from around the world uh, or to protect us from enemies within our own government. What is what? What? What's a couple things that I said that we that we are doing here that emulate what's going on in Israel? An intelligence failure because we've got anti uh, we've got anti-American and pro-terrorist sympathizers within our own government. We have enemies of the United States of America in the I mean, the Biden administration itself is our enemy. Look at the open border. We have got to stop these continuing resolutions, stop these omnibus spending bills. We've got to get down to separate appropriation bills and slash and burn where the money is being spent. We have got to start protecting the American people. We have got to start holding people accountable using the power of the purse. They need to defund Jack Smith. They need to they need to impeach Joe Biden. Stop this impeachment inquiry crap. They need to impeach Mayorkas for the open border. They, they could just right now, but based on what I just already reported on the 60,000 special interest aliens that have been brought into this country, they've, they know the number of terrorists that are coming in. There's so many that they've given them a special name. That's impeachable right there. There's no reason to wait. We control the purse strings as the Republican Party, and it's time for them to use it. I'm not really interested in platitudes. I love Israel. Of, of course we support them. That You know, that I mean, yeah, okay, first act as speaker. Okay, fine, that should take you five minutes. What does that even really mean, Right. We support Israel. What does that mean? Because, you know, right now we've got to protect our homeland because we're not going to be able to support like Austin. Secretary of Defense Austin came out today and said, oh, we can support both Ukraine and Israel at the same time militarily. No, we really can't. We really can't. We've got to stop the spending to Ukraine. That really needs to be their first order of business. Not another dive for Ukraine. We also need to be figuring out um, whether or not how much money we can continue. What what really are we going to do militarily to help Israel? What's going on there? Because we are looking at a, a, a possible 
far worse than what's going on over there here within our own country. So I think we're in agreement here. I think the bar for treason, uh, maybe a hot take. I think the bar for treason in the Constitution is just a little too high because at this moment, someone like Biden narrowly would be acquitted. But we've had actually not, not never a president before brought up on treason charges, but a vice president, Aaron Burr, brought up by Thomas mm-hmm. Jefferson, who was his president. Um, and I know that Biden hasn't officially again, it's a very narrow, high, difficult standard to meet innocent until proven guilty. You would think between the foreign business dealings, dropping the ball on the border, selling us out to China, letting the cobble fall to the Taliban, letting this happen in Israel. You would think at some point we would all agree, Democrats, Republicans, whatever, we would all come together and say, this is the most anti-American presidential administration we've ever seen. Full stop. And it needs to end. How was this even a controversy? Like, what's the debate? Who's saying, no, no, Biden needs to stay in office a little while longer? Like, what is the... We're we're just losing this country, and it's... The decline is so quick. It's happening so quickly. And I feel like we're building towards something. Something massive. Something we've never seen before. Right, absolutely. And we, you know, we have forces, as I said earlier, within the U.S. government that hate us, that are anti-American. One is Rashida Tlaib. Who's who, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar. We have we have Congress people, some that sit on the Foreign Affairs Committee that hate this country, that sympathize with the terrorist. We've got is it time to take a break? We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue the discussion. We've got the last segment of the first hour of the Andrea K show on the way. Who are all these terrorist sympathizers in the U.S. government? More than we want to imagine. And we're going to continue talking about it. When we come back. Andrea K telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K show on the answer. San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. How many different ways to say it than, as we were saying uh, before the break, DJ Sesame Broccolini? How, how many different ways do we need, need to see a current administration, a president of the United States, former vice president, and the administration and our institutions? How many different ways can they sell us out? Uh, to the world before the Republican Party, before there's finally some accountability. But the problem is, is we've got too many forces, too many, too many, you know, I, I, we know we've got the obvious people who hate us, right? Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, um, because they're pretty out and loud and proud about it, right? Um, but but one of the people that I, I've been thinking about and reflecting on in terms of selling us out is George W. Bush, the one that, uh, you know, stood on the rubble and said the terrorists are going to hear from all of us soon. And when we look at this week and since this, this past few days, since these attack from Hamas, we see large portions of this country like Dearbornistan, where it, Dearborn, Michigan, has been taken over and turned into Dearbornistan, as it's called. They play Muslim loudspeakers. Muslim prayer over the loudspeakers. And there's video that I posted on my uh, on the socials today of hundreds, if not thousands of them waving the Hamas flag and celebrating the slaughter of children. This is in the United States of America. And who brought so many of them here? Who brought Ilhan Omar here? George W. Bush. Rush Limbaugh said the terrorist, the Islamic terrorist, uh, you know, took down the Twin Towers and attacked us on 9-11, and we've been apologizing to them ever since. Not just apologizing to them, bringing them into our country. And they're not here to assimilate. They are here to take us over from within. 
That's the, the anti. Thing. That's the right, big right. Like the, the, here's the yeah. thing. This is America. It's a free country. Freedom of speech. Freedom of thought. Freedom of religion. You you can be a Buddhist. You can be a Catholic like myself. You can be a Muslim in this country. That's okay. But when you start importing people who have a hostile attitude toward the country they're coming to, you basically seal its fate. When people come here, the idea is that they assimilate into American culture. They want to be Americans. They stand by the Constitution. They stand by our our law and order. They stand by all of our systems. But time and time again, it seems like all of a sudden we have this new class of people in Congress, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, who openly have disdain for this country. And somehow the the, the giant national security state, the FBI, they pretend like they don't see it, like they don't hear Mm -hmm. it. There's this huge, unmistakable threat to everything that makes us America. And the national security state in Washington that was created after 9-11 to put out terrorists around the world just lets it happen. They, they turn a blind eye, and they're turning a blind eye to this border crisis. And I'm wondering, wh- wh- how brazen can it get with this double standard? How well, bra- it, 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 well it, brazen enough to where at least 60,000 that uh, they know of uh, uh, terrorists have come into this country and they've done nothing to stop it. There's reports today that um, that have been verified. There was a Haitian immigrant who was complaining that the U.N. had loaded up a debit card for him to come here and it paid him to come here. And the debit card was was uh, had run out and he wanted them to load it up with some more money. <laughs> and I and I thought is the U.N., the United Nations is giving people money to come into our country, aiding and abetting. And I, and I investigated, and Todd Benzman from Center of Immigration Studies confirmed it and actually uh, tweeted out a picture of the card. I mean, we have forces, and we have no... United Nations should not be in our country. We shouldn't be giving them another dime. How much of our own money that's gone to the UN has now been spent to bring in people who hate us and want to destroy us? Now, I don't know if that Haitian immigrant do, you know, does, but how many of these special interest aliens, the terrorists pouring into this country, were paid to come here? by the UN and how many of them are out there in the country right now plotting going to a mosque where they're going to plot to come and go door to door to kill us and in the meantime our own congress people it's not even Ilhan just Ilhan Omar the squad right Here's longtime Congress, uh, Democrat Congressman Steny Hoyer, Nancy Pelosi's BFF, uh, trying to compare. We've got a clip here where he compares Rashida Tlaib flying the Palestinian flag outside of her office to him flying the Danish flag at his home. Uh, Sesame, you got the clip? Should your colleague Rashida Tlaib still have the Palestinian flag outside of her office? I don't know. it. She's Palestinian. You know, that doesn't mean she's a terrorist. It doesn't mean that she condones this, Rashida. I, I, have, a, I, have, a, I, I fly a Danish flag uh, in, at my house. Um, does it mean what? Have you been supportive of her comments? I, I disagree with uh, some of her comments. Um, she lamented the death on both sides. Uh, and... <laughs> And I think she she condemned. I don't, I don't have her statement right in front of me, but she condemned uh, terrorist activity. Uh huh. Right. Condemned terrorist activities, and she considers Israel the terrorist. Look, first of all, Steny Hoyer, this is not her home. It's Congress. The United States Congress. Number two, I don't care what flag you fly at home. This is United States Congress, and that office is paid for by the taxpayers, and she's an enemy of the people. Number two. 
There is no such place as Palestine. There's no Palestinian flag. They are not a nation state. They are not a people. I don't care what they call themselves. Okay. It's like that line from Working Girl. I may dance around and sing, but that didn't make me Madonna. Okay. We've also got uh, Raskin. Uh, who uh, we had uh, uh, Congressman Goldman today who refused to call out these statements. Um, here's, here's Democrat Raskin also gaslighting the, the American people and saying he hadn't heard any Democrats make anti-Semitic comments. You have that clip, uh, Sesame? Do you think Democrats are unified in their message that Israel has a right to defend itself? A couple of your colleagues have called for a ceasefire, called for de-escalation, referred to Israel as an apartheid state. Do you think Democrats are unified in their support for Israel? Yeah, we're absolutely unified behind Israel's right to exist and Israel's right to uh, defend itself. And we'll be standing strong with Israel. What do you make of the comments from your colleagues that that sort of indicate otherwise? Well, I just I haven't seen any of those. um, And... um, Uh, All that I've heard um, is uh, a very powerful consensus that we need to stand by Israel as it. Just complete lies, complete lies, Sesame. Just because he hasn't heard those comments doesn't mean they don't exist. It's like saying, I haven't seen any evidence, therefore no evidence exists. Try that in a court of law with a judge who's worth their own salt. Uh, they'll, They'll toss you out of the room just like they tossed out Hunter Biden's plea agreement. The thing is, you can only stick your head in the sand for so long... And even if you haven't seen these comments and you want to play dumb, the American people are going to remember this. The American people are watching and listening. The whole world, like we started at the top of the hour, the whole world is, you know, all of our eyes are on Israel right now and U.S. politics. And we've got people on the ground. And I'm very happy to hear that we have special forces working on the ground in Israel Mm -hmm. right now. But the fact that we can't all come together and unequivocally condemn this is nuts. The fact that they're trying to compare Hamas, a terrorist organization that goes out of its way to kill civilians with the IDF, which goes out of its way to protect civilians, is absolutely nuts. And this is a, a it's a tired trick. Stick your head in the sand all you want, um, Congressman, but your, your colleagues have not expressed any support, really, for Israel or its right to exist. Well, even worse, Ilhan Omar has called for the defunding of Israel and to not give them any support because they've defended themselves. One of the first things that, the, that happened after after these attacks in the Biden administration was the Office of Palestinian Affairs uh, tweeting out asking for Israel, uh, saying that Israel shouldn't even respond and trying to de asking for de-escalation as though Israel is supposed to just let their women be slaughtered and babies beheaded and do nothing in response. This is the Biden administration, which you just heard Steny Hoyer and Raskin and others. That's the Democrat Party. They have partnered long planned intentionally to partner with the Islamists in this country to take us over from within. And that's the truth. We're going to take a break. Hour two of tonight's Andrew K. Show is on its way, so don't you go anywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.